Welcome again to another all-new episode of Becker Radio. I am your host, Derek Ficken. What's going on, everyone? Thanks for checking us out here at Becker Radio. I really do appreciate it. We have a great show lined up for you today. Uh, we have two great interviews, uh, one from a charity. They are called Cards to Kids. Uh, they are based in the uh, northeast region of America here at the United States of America. Uh, but uh, we're going to talk to Ben Schrager, who is, I guess, the CEO now. They're, they've gone through a couple changes, but he is the CEO of Cards to Kids. He's located in the New Jersey area. And we're just going to talk about how, um, how the charity has uh, helped kids. Uh, he, he went through some tough times in his personal life, and he divulges into that in our, uh, his interview. And he kind of talks about, you know, what, uh, what kind of made him go into this charity and, and where it has led him in his life. It's a great cause, great charity, and we got a great interview from him. Uh, we also have an interview from the legendary uh, sports card shop here in the Metroplex. We talked about him and his wife last week on Beckett Radio, but Nick Redwine of Nick Sports Cards here in Dallas, Texas, uh, came into our offices here at Beckett, and I had so much fun talking to him. Uh, I'm a huge history guy, like all you guys know, and uh, with him and his shop being around for 25 years, that's a big milestone, not just for uh, a, a store, but a sports card store, to to go through the tough times uh, in the 90s and then you know coming into the 2000s and, and continuing to stay profitable. Uh, it, it's great to see, and, and it's a really awesome story. So we're, we have him on later on in the show uh, just to talk about how he got started, the transitions he had to make during that time and what to expect in the future and and some other really funny cool interesting tidbits that he has to say about the hobby we also got upcoming products and pricing inside new releases with our basketball editor Stephen LaRoche and uh, we have one news story for uh, news around the hobby that we'll talk about but let's start it off here with upcoming products and pricing so we got some football products that are being uh, released soon we have Topps Prime Football that will be released on Friday the 19th. We have Panini Prism, which will be released Monday the 22nd. We have a couple baseball products. Topps Heritage Miners Baseball will be released on Friday the 19th. Bowman Chrome Baseball will be released on Wednesday the 24th. And Beckett Auctions will be doing a live case break on CardWorldTV.com for that. The, uh, the auction for those slots are on eBay, so check out Beckett Media's uh, eBay store to get your spot in that upcoming case break. Immaculate Baseball is going to come out on the 24th of September and Fleer Ultra Hockey uh, that got pushed back a week so that will be uh, released on the 24th as well. As far as pricing goes it's kind of been slow in that department. The only thing that we have that has uh, finished being priced is certified football. Uh, that will be up uh, within the next day or so so definitely check out your online price guides at Beckett.com to get all the up-to-date information from all the new rookies in that 2014 draft class I mean you got guys uh, lighting it up like Brandon Cooks with the New Orleans Saints I know Sammy Watkins is playing well you got some great guys in that draft class who are playing lights out and they are going to be priced in that certified football very soon so that pretty much wraps it up for new uh, upcoming products and pricing. If you guys have any other products and pricing questions, just shoot us an email radio at Beckett.com and I'll be sure to uh, forward that email to the 
appropriate person in charge of each sport here at Beckett Media. All right, and next up, let's bring in our basketball editor here with Beckett Media, Mr. Stephen LaRoche. How are you doing today, Stephen? I'm doing well, Derek. I hope things are going well with the show. Yeah, no, we're, uh, we got a great show lined up, and I'm glad that we can have you on this week because I want to divulge a little bit into a featured product uh, for basketball. Um, the 2014-15 draft class uh, is already underway as far as getting their teams going. I mean, already there have been some monster trades going on. And so I want to talk about the first product of the 2014-15 season, and that's NBA Hoops. Uh, can you divulge into a little bit about why this product is so important for collectors out there? Well, it, I've only got really preliminary details at this point. Uh, Panini was kind enough to send some along the other day. But uh, Hoops in my opinion, is truly the, the legacy brand in basketball right now. You don't have any FLIR products really anymore. You don't have um, uh, outside of Upper Deck making, making collegiate products. You don't have Tops obviously making NBA products anymore. So what, what's left that's got a long and storied tr- tradition? It's hoops. Yeah. Uh, it's 25 years ago. Uh, the first hoops product hit the market, and I'm sure people will remember the, uh, the, the pure fever that went on about David Robinson's first NBA card. He had, he had barely uh, made his debut when that card hit the market. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Now, with this draft class, we have Andrew Wiggins, Jabari Parker, uh, Dante Exum. Uh, this, this draft class is being hyped as, as a pretty good draft class and one to rival the 2003-2004 uh, draft class with LeBron, Dwayne Wade, Carmelo Anthony. As far as trading cards go, we all know how collectible uh, guys like LeBron and Dwayne Wade are right now. But do yeah. you think this upcoming draft class can compare to the guys back in 03 and 04? a lot of hype around it. Yeah. Um, it, it it's, it's impossible to really determine until you're, you're a few years out, okay. uh, to be quite honest. The buzz from a lot of insiders, though, is that this rookie class has about eight to ten guys that can become stars. Mm. And who those guys ultimately end up being, that's up in the air. But when you, you've got some pretty good names. You've got Marcus Smart you've, that you haven't mentioned. Yeah. Um, you've got uh, Ennis. You've got K.J. McDaniels, uh, Shabazz Napier. The names just go on and on and on. Mm-hmm. And it's really great that there's uh, there's interest in this rookie class. Um, at, there's a lot of criticism towards last year's players. And I think in time, some of those guys will break out. Uh, you look at, um, you know, there's suddenly some, a lot of interest in Nerland's Noel cards. Yes. Right. So it's, a, it's about playing the waiting game. It's, it's picking a prospect that you think... Is, is going to do quite well in time that you're impressed with from seeing their, their early action and, uh, and taking a chance. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. And, you know, with, with this NBA Hoops product, you, you get two autographs and one mem card in every box. Uh, so, yeah. it, you know, it's a standard, standard hit type, uh, type of product. Uh, nothing yeah. too crazy. But, you know, like you said, it's, it's just a basic brand. It's been around for a while, and it's the first product of the year with the new rookie class. Now, Absolutely. yeah, what, what do you think about the second-year players now that they got their rookie year done with? Uh, who, who do you think might kind of show up and become that new face of the NBA? Well, uh, I think that, uh, that uh, Bennett, it, with, from moving from Cleveland to to Minnesota, he yeah. might actually 
get an opportunity to shine. Now, Andrew, and, and sorry to, to interrupt, but do you think yeah. that might be because Andrew Wiggins went with him and he has a supporting cast around him? Because he didn't do that well with Kyrie Irving in Cleveland, you know? Right, exactly. Yeah, okay. So, you know, it, it's, it's, it's the new opportunity. It's, mm. uh, you know, maybe a chance to, to prove Cleveland wrong for giving up on him so quickly. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. I, I have family up in Cleveland, Stephen, and they definitely gave up on Anthony Bennett uh, as far as the fans go up there real quick. Uh, so yeah. I think they were happy to see him go when they got LeBron and Kevin Love. Yeah. Now, um, as I mentioned earlier, Nerlens Noel, who uh-huh. was the, uh, the cover subject of the next issue of Beckett Basketball, he had an amazing summer league experience, and he, he's a guy, you know, I think could, could break out a little bit mm-hmm. with collectors. Um, it's the type of thing, you know, hey, why not collect his cards now or collect Bennett's cards now while the prices are lower than they probably should be. Yeah. You know, and, yeah, and that, that's interesting, you know, with Noel, you know, he was hurt. And even then when he was hurt, uh, through his rookie year, uh, let's say, he was still extremely collectible. But yeah. it dipped a little bit at the very end. So this is, if, if you're willing to want to invest in, in a rookie or, or a young player, Nerland's Noel might be the guy. Exactly. And uh, there's going to be guys like that every year, though. You know, there's always going to be that guy who might not do, do so well as in the rookie year, but uh, starts to break out and... You know, those of us who are lucky enough to have some of their cards sitting around, you know, they might, they might do quite well. Yeah, exactly. Now, uh, with this 2014-15 NBA Hoops product, there's some really cool inserts with the highlights uh, yep. type inserts and the Kobe All-Rookie Team. Those seem to be the most sought-after insert cards in this product. Um, yep. do, do you think the NBA Hoops 2014-15 will go down as, as kind of a staple product for the year? I think it's going to go down as the bet, maybe as the best entry level product. Okay. Because you're you're looking at at, at something where you you get your 36 pack box, mm. you get 36 rookie cards. Yeah. You get uh, you know 72 inserts or parallels as well, in addition to your two two uh, autograph cards and your gaming's memorabilia card. Yeah. And the price, I think the the SRP per pack is like three dollars. Yeah, that's cheap. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. <laughs> So it's the type of thing, you know, it, it, it may be worth cracking a box or two. Make it set for old times' sake. I mean, there's enough of us who grew up collecting hoops, so why not um, enjoy a little nostalgia? Exactly. You know, think back you know, to, the, to those first packs you might have opened 20, 25 years ago and compare, and compare your experience now to it yeah exactly yeah i i definitely i was talking to someone earlier i'm getting that itch again to uh Mm. to start collecting more like i did you know in previous years and i think nba hoops might be the product to start me going because i'm I'm a big collector of collecting the sets uh collecting teams stuff like that and i think nba hoops 2014-15 would be a perfect opportunity for me to get back into the swing of things Absolutely. I mean, you look at some of the late season releases that Panini did. It wasn't really set focused yeah. in, in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, it's, it's the type of thing is if you want to go out and spe- spend a lot of money to build those sets, that's great. You know, more power to you. That's, that's, a, that's a great accomplishment as a collector. Mm-hmm. 
But if you're just looking for the old school set building experience, you know, you're going to look at something like hoops, like and prestige is going to follow. Mm-hmm. And I think Court Kings is coming after that. And then uh, they're going more high end towards a uh, Christmas time release of Paramount, which is a new one. Okay, cool. As well. Now, uh, when should we expect 2014-15 NBA hoops to drop in stores? I haven't received uh, an exact date yet. Okay. Um, I believe it's supposed to be October at some point. Though. Okay, perfect. So it's kind of right around the corner. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Well, yeah, definitely check that out, all you guys out there. If you are into set collecting and getting ready for the 2014-15 NBA draft class, I think it's going to be exciting. And from the looks of the cards on Beckett.com slash news, which uh, Stephen did a great article about, uh, showcasing this product. It looks like it's going to be a lot of fun to break. So, Stephen, thanks so much for coming on the show, and uh, you have a good hey, one. Thank you. All right, so special thanks to Stephen LaRoche, our uh, hockey and basketball editor, for coming on to spend a few minutes to talk to us about 2014-15 NBA hoops, which will be coming out in stores here in the next couple months. Let's talk about one quick news story around the hobby, and that involves Upper Deck and the Canadian Football League. Yes, you are correct. I am going to talk about Canadian football for just a few minutes. Upper Deck has signed an exclusive agreement with the CFL and the CFLPA uh, for the rights to start collecting, to start producing trading cards of of the Canadian Football League. Now, uh, there was a company that did that in previous years, and and they were extremely successful, but it looks like Upper Deck will be uh, the new face of Canadian Football League cards. Now, it looks pretty interesting. The the first product that will be uh, scheduled to release includes a 180-card base set. They got autographs, jersey cards with veterans, rookies, even past greats like Flutie, uh, Warren Moon back in the day. They're talking about uh, releasing this in Canada in early October. Now, they're saying it's going to include six cards per pack and 24 cards per box. Now, you got on average about two game jersey cards, six star rookie cards, 24 defense and special team short printed cards, and then eight OPG retro cards. So that'll be pretty sweet. Uh, Other highlights include game jersey patch parallels, number to 15, uh, and and some other really cool signature cards and and gray cup moment cards. Now, uh, there's a quote here from Upper Deck President uh, Jason Mashara. I hope I said that name correctly. Uh, His quote says, Upper Deck's position as the leader in sports cards and collectibles in Canada will undoubtedly be bolstered by the unveiling of our new CFL line of trading cards. We are thrilled to announce this new partnership with the CFL and the CFL Players Association, and we hope that the league's passionate fans will enjoy our inaugural product this fall. So that, you know, is pretty much it with the exclusive agreement. Now Upper Deck not only has the agreement with the CFL, but now has the NHL agreement with the NHL and the NHL Players Association. Now, David Lee, our football editor, uh, super uh, awesome guy. He just did a new story about this exclusive licensing deal. I know it's nothing like the NHL licensing deal or football licensing deal, but it's still something. It's a product that a lot of people uh, enjoy to 
see. And now that it's changing hands to Upper Deck, we got a new story on Beckett.com slash news. And there's a couple cool pictures, uh, some signature cards, some base cards of uh, what the product's going to look like. I mean, you, you got some really interesting things here. There's a Doug Flutie autograph uh, that I'm looking at right now that just it, it looks really cool. So check it out on uh, Beckett.com slash news. And uh, David Lee did an awesome job with this story, and, and I appreciate him for uh, letting me use this story for the radio show. Now let's let's get to the, I guess, the main attraction, and that is the interview segment. Now let's start off with the first interview with Cards 2 Kids CEO Ben Schrager. Calling all the way from New Jersey. What's up, Ben? Hi, how are you doing? Not too bad. So I, uh, I found your charity, Cards to Kids. I was just stumbling on Twitter one day and found it, and I thought it's a great cause. Can you give us a little backstory about how you first got involved with that? So I first became involved with the charity six months after it was created okay. by John Makowick in Chicago. And I was diagnosed with Crohn's disease my freshman year, so I spent a lot of time in the hospital, the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. And while I was there, I had already had about 500,000 cards in my personal collection. And I saw other kids suffering a lot worse than I was. So I felt a need and I felt that I could definitely help the other kids out by giving some of my own cards away to them. And so basically, I wanted to create an organization similar to the Cards to Kids, where we take donations of sports cards and then distribute them to child-based organizations. And while I was searching on Google, I found this organization, Cards to Kids, um, which, as I previously stated, was already founded. And I contacted the founder, and he was very delighted to add me as the East Coast ambassador. So basically, he, right at that point... um, was the president and had a couple ambassadors in Chicago who helped him out there with distributing and packing cards. And here in New Jersey, I started then collecting donations through the website and some local card shops and packing up cards and distributing them to various organizations around here. That's awesome. Now, you know, tell us when when you first started giving out your cards away to these kids, uh, when you spent a lot of time at the Children's Hospital, Uh, What was it like to see their faces light up when you would give them these cards? Oh, it's amazing. It's better than anything you've ever seen in your life. Giving, I know you could relate to the joy of when you give someone a gift, a Christmas gift or for holidays or a birthday, and this is even better than that. They They all enjoy them, whether they're sports fans or not, and usually there's a couple kids who end up pulling cards of their favorite players, and that's the best because... There was one kid at a carnival I went to, and he his favorite team was the Eagles. I didn't even know. And at the time, Deshaun Jackson was an Eagle. And in the pack was a Deshaun Jackson rookie card. Oh, wow. And he got it. <laughs> he started jumping up and down, hugged his dad, and they started talking about cards. And in each pack, there's 10 new cards and 10 old cards. Mm. And they really bonded at that moment because the father would look at all the old cards and was telling him how they were his favorite players or how he watched them when he grew up. And this kid's just so excited because he got a Deshaun Jackson card. And it's the best feeling I could ever describe. Yeah, that, that's, that's just so awesome to hear that. You know, uh, 
we we try and do some some great charity things here at Beckett, and just to give back to the community, uh, it, it just makes your day, makes your year. Uh, whenever you see the the faces uh, of all these kids and individuals, uh, when you give certain things to them, so I can definitely relate to that. Now you've uh, kind of been in contact uh, with some professional athletes, uh, most notably Brad Ziegler with the Arizona Diamondbacks. What, what's it like to to kind of be involved with them and and working uh, together, sort of for a common goal? It's definitely very fun. It's another aspect that I really enjoy of the charity. Uh, as far as Brad Ziegler, as you may know, he collects cards personally. Oh, yeah. And so when I'm contacting him, it's just really fun to know that you're talking to a major league player and he has the same concerns as you and he really wants to help out with the same cause that you're very involved with. And Brad Ziegler, more than any athlete I've ever uh, collaborated, collaborated with at Cards to Kids, he gave cards that weren't just his own autographs. He donated 10,000 cards wow. of his own collection Yeah, that, that's, in addition to some autographs. Yeah, that's unbelievable. Yeah, he's, he's obviously everyone knows you know who he is just as a baseball player, but yeah, he's definitely a big collector. So that's a, that's a big thing. And also, Ryan, uh, I I hope to say his last name right, Ryan Tatusco, if if yes, I'm not mistaken. I believe that's correct. Yeah, so he's been helping you guys out as well. Yeah, so he uh, was a minor leaguer in the Washington Nationals organization, okay. and he uh, collects cards not as much as Brad, but definitely collects. And he offered if. If we got any cards of him, he said we could send them to him and he'd sign them. I ended up getting a donation of a lot of Bowman cards, and I ended up having 50 cards of of, uh, Ryan. Wow. Sent them all to him, and he signed every single one of them. Now, you told me that you've been uh, also in contact with some card companies like Panini and Topps, and you said that you visited Topps in Manhattan a couple times. What was that like? That was crazy. As just personally as a collector to start because you walk into their doors and it's just from the outside looks like a Manhattan office and you walk in there's giant baseball cards on all the walls every single office has tons of boxes of cards and everyone there is happy it's a real happy environment and everyone loves cards and shares that joy and I shadowed some of the various positions there and every everyone there was a sports card collector was a sports fan and really enjoyed and said they would enjoy giving back Mm -hmm. so they are definitely a great uh connection to have yeah definitely and just like the big three uh tops and upper deck all three of them have offered to help very much upper deck being the first one to get involved they actually got involved before i was even with the charity okay and they've done a lot of things they hosted us at the national in Baltimore and two years ago in Chicago or three years ago in Chicago they let us have a booth at their table for us to collect cards donations of cards and that was very successful yeah and you know we we all love Chris Carlin here from Upper Deck he comes on the show and you know they do so much uh, as far as charity goes so that's awesome to see that they're they were kind of the front runners to help you guys out at Cards to Kids. Now, what what's the future for Ben? What what's in store for you in the next couple of years? Well, personally, I'm a senior in high school. Okay. So I've been looking at colleges, and I'm applying to Rice, North Carolina, South Carolina, and Miami. Nice. 
And so I want to stay involved in the sports industry, so I'm going to major in sport management. Okay. And I do still want to stay involved with Cars to Kids, as I'm the CEO right now, but when I go off to college, uh, I'm going to have to have some sort of a lesser position because of the time commitment that CEO takes. Uh, I definitely, wherever I'm going, there's big cities everywhere, and I could distribute cards there, whether it's on a smaller scale than right now or not. So I definitely want to stay in the uh, charity in some way, shape, or form. As far as cards to kids goes, you guys have a plethora of of trading cards and you you aren't really accepting those as much as you need volunteers is that correct right we have at the chicago organization uh their location they have one million cars in stock and we have here in new jersey seven hundred thousand wow so it's definitely not what we're looking for right now yeah the most help we need is with packing up the cards into these packs of 20 Mm -hmm. which takes a lot of uh time for me personally or whoever is doing it so all the help we can get in that way if anyone's in the New Jersey, Chicago, or Washington, D.C. areas. And one other thing we're definitely in need of right now are organizations who are willing to take the cards. Uh, Locally, in the New Jersey, Chicago, and Washington, D.C. areas, as I've stated before, because that's where our ambassadors are. Okay. So if anyone knows of any organizations in these areas or if they're wanting to help and get involved, uh, that's definitely something we, we are in need of right now. Well, cool. I mean, Ben, it's been such a pleasure uh, to have you on the show. www.cards2kids.org is your website. Uh, I checked it out a couple days ago. It, it looks great. Honestly, I can't believe you're you're still in high school. Uh, from talking to you online, seeing your Twitter, uh, it, it's just it, it just uh, it, it says professionalism all over. Uh, so I just want to say. Uh, how awesome of a job you're doing uh, with this charity. It's a great thing just to be involved in a charity, but to kind of be the leader of it, uh, that takes a whole new uh, step. And so I wish you tremendous luck in college. Have a lot of fun. And uh, whatever Beckett Radio uh, can do to help to Cards 2 Kids, uh, we would love to help. So thanks so much. Thank you. It definitely means a lot. All right, we have an awesome guest lined up today here with Beckett Radio. It's uh, such a pleasure to have, I'm going to say a hobby legend. I'm not going to lie. A hobby legend. Uh, Nick Sports Cards in Dallas, Texas is a staple here in the Metroplex and is celebrating its 25th anniversary here in uh, in Dallas-Fort Worth. And on, uh, I, I guess, live in studio, we have uh, Nick Redwine. Mr. Nick, thanks for coming in, first of all. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm, I'm really happy to be here. And this is great. I, you know, from the moment you came in, I just have so many questions for you. And it was great to talk off air just about, you know, what you went through uh, from the start to now. And so I just appreciate you being here and congratulations. Thank you. Uh, Thank for you. For 25 again. years. Yeah, I appreciate that. It's been quite a ride. Yeah. So let's start it off. I mean, you know, you and, and Debbie met really through cards, through trading well, cards. Well, we did. I, I was talking earlier. Our very first date we went on was to a card show. That's crazy. And she had no idea what that was about. <laughs> she just It was in Tulsa, Oklahoma in yeah. 1985. I said, hey, I want to take you to a card show. And she goes, what? <laughs> I said, yeah, it's sports cards. It's really, it's, you're going to really like it. And so we, we pay to get in. And her first question, you have to pay to get in here? You have to pay to buy stuff, and I said that's how it works. Yeah, yep. and she's an artist. She is a uh, she's a very good artist, and I, I was working on a 1985 top set, 
and I had her look through a box of 85 Mark McGuire cards to find the best one. And that's how that's how our first date, that's how we got started. She went to a couple of shows with us, with me, and, mm-hmm. and we were uh, talking with a vendor mm-hmm. and sit, sitting there watching him just take money. Yeah, yeah. And I got to talking to Debbie and we asking him questions and about we were thinking maybe this would be some fun, a hobby that we could get into, do together. And he had a case of 1985 Topps vending wax. Yeah. Or not vending, but Topps wax boxes. Yep. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was $900. And in those days, it might as well have been 9000 Yeah, wow. And we went out and sat down and we had a cup of coffee and we discussed it. And we pulled the trigger and bought that case of 85 Topps cards, busted it. <laughs> and set up the next card show selling singles, and that's how it all got started. Now, you know, you you talked earlier about how you just pretty much took over the East Coast when you went over to South Carolina for your uh, for an actual job. Yes, I was a manuf. Well, I was actually an operations manager for a big manufacturing company, okay. and they were moving the Tulsa or the Tulsa plant to mm-hmm. Orlando, Florida. And uh, they moved me to uh, Florence, South Carolina. It's about 45 minutes from Myrtle Beach. Okay. And I was a workaholic, and yeah. uh, it was we were it was a turnaround situation where the plant's in trouble, and it was it was rough. It yeah. was really hard work, and I'm working six, seven days a week, 12, 14 hours a day. It was a, a company that made uh, breakers for the electrical industry. Okay. And um, I was just burning out, mm-hmm. and Debbie said, hey, let's go find a card show. Let's go do a card show. We've never done one here in South Carolina. Yeah. So we found a card show to do in Charleston, and we went and paid her table fees and set up, and it was horrible. <laughs> it was really bad. And and I just said, I don't think I want to be a part of this. Yeah. And we kind of became friends with a guy there that was a, a card dealer, and he got us. He talked us into doing another show that was a little nicer. Well, my wife Debbie, she couldn't find a, a good job out there, and I said, "Hey, why don't we start promoting card shows? Mm-hmm. Do it on the weekend." So we, through our friends, started recruiting dealers, and it just exploded. And we were doing a show every weekend: North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, just up and down the eastern yeah. seaboard. And and uh, it was it was. It was like a band of gypsies. Every week we're all going to this different hotel, and it got bigger and bigger and bigger. And I was burning out in the corporate world, and I mean literally burning out. It was becoming a health problem. And uh, Debbie says, Nick, you know, you're going to die if you don't – we don't get this problem fixed. Mm -hmm. And I I woke up one morning and went in and said, hey, you want to go to Dallas and open a car shop? And she said, yeah. (laughs) And – and the rest is history. Well, pretty no, much. No. Uh, but there's a lot of stuff in yeah. between. The, uh, so I still had to call the, the president of the company, and he, he said, I want you down here in Orlando. I want to talk to you. So I flew down to Orlando. He says, here's the deal. I'll give you this plant. It was like, you know, $100 million. Yeah. I'll give you this plant, and I'll invest in your card shop and let Debbie run it if he'll open it in or- Orlando, Florida. Wow. That was hard to say no to. Yeah. But I said, nope, we're going to go to Dallas. I'm, we're going to just try it on our own. Yeah. And it was hard to walk away from that job, from that corporate world, but mm-hmm. we did. Yeah. And uh, we put everything in two U-Hauls. It took us 23 hours to get here from South Carolina. We had fuel in the gas tank, blew a tire, <laughs> yeah. and uh, – 
We got here about 2 o'clock in the morning. We opened our store two weeks later. Same spot we're in right now. That's crazy. Now, you know, in, in the next, you know, six months to a year, what, what was life like on a day-to-day basis at the, at the shop? Oh, it was, it was a whirlwind. We yeah. were so excited, but at the same time, we didn't know what we were doing. Yeah. I mean, we re- I never worked in retail in my life. I was a hardcore manufacturing guy dealing with unions. I yeah. mean, that's what I did. That was my background. And... Uh, it was, we would wake up at two o'clock in the morning with an idea and we'd go in and open it. And we were living in an apartment and had all our stuff in storage and, yeah. and we'd have an idea. We'd go in at two o'clock in the morning, change it around. Yeah. And we were literally working 14 hours a day, seven days a week. And this is a, a stat that's hard for, to believe, but for the first four years, mm. we worked seven days a week, minimum 12 hours a day for four straight years. Wow. Yeah, it was crazy. And you got to remember, the hobby was in its explosion phase. Yeah. I mean, it just got bigger and bigger. There was card shops everywhere, card shows every weekend. And uh, so it was exciting times. It A uh, lot going on. Yeah. And I'm learning. Yeah. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> yeah. Because I had no idea what I was doing. I admit that. I just, uh, you know, I, I went to college. I majored in, uh, I've got a degree in marketing. And mm-hmm. and uh, it while it helped, nothing compared to what I've learned over the last 25 years. Yeah, now, so over the last 25 years, it, it, it's definitely, it, it couldn't have been all just happiness and, and luck. Mm-hmm. There was definitely some struggles. Uh, yeah. Do you want to talk about some certain instances sure. where that came up? Yeah, we've had a lot of those over yeah. the years. <laughs> uh, the big one hit in 1994. I think yeah. that was where the first the first real problem hit. And card shops were, it was a 94 baseball strike. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, it followed shortly after that was a hockey lockout. Yeah. <laughs> and shops were dying weekly. Yeah. And it, it got really rough. We, uh, it was tough. I didn't, you know, I, I knew we could survive if we could just hang on through mm-hmm. it. Um, Debbie, my wife, she got part-time jobs. Uh, I started uh, repairing golf clubs in the store, yeah. uh, anything to keep the door open. And then I started teaching college. I've been teaching now uh, for 21 years. Okay. Uh, so I started teaching college to help supplement our income. Debbie uh, got part-time job. She's an artist. It's kind of funny. It has a little bit to do with the store. She would paint faces on pumpkins and sell them to the pumpkin patch during the fall. And yeah. then they would, you know, she would sell them wholesale. They would sell them retail. Yeah. And we came up with the idea, you know, those small pie pumpkins mm-hmm. look just a little bit bigger than a softball. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we painted silver helmets on them put a blue star, a face (laughs) mask, and she painted faces, and we couldn't keep up. We were selling them out of our store to the pumpkin patches, to the grocery stores as fast as my neighbors (laughs) thought I was crazy. You know, I've got (laughs) truckloads of pumpkins coming to my house. So we just did everything we could do to to survive. Mm -hmm. And uh, and it paid off. Yeah, I mean, you're you're just so passionate. You know, I about am, that. So yeah. it, that just drove you to just continue to it, no it, matter what happened, you, you just always saw the light at the end of the tunnel, no matter if it would if the struggle would end the next day or a year from now. You know, or, that's or exactly then, correct. And you know? I think you use the word was passion. Yeah. Uh, first of all, I'm, I'm extremely competitive. <laughs> and <laughs> I, oh, man. And yeah, in this industry, <laughs> yeah, most of you us have are, and I just can't. I hate to lose. I hate that's just, you know, I hate it. I don't I can't deal with it very well. Yeah. And, I, you know, I try to impress that on my students. You know, second won't cut it. Mm-hmm. You know, second just means you finish, you know, first, second. Yeah, you exactly. Know? <laughs> you know, it's just second's not any good. You've yeah. got, and so I, that's what I love. I love getting up and, and fighting the battle. 
uh, whether it's we got to, you know, what's going on in the economy, what's going on in the sports industry. The NFL has had a bad week. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's had yeah. a bad week, <laughs> and stuff like that impacts our business. Yeah. You know, you you stay educated on it. Uh, I we, uh, you know, we we just are passionate about every day we open that door. And I dread the day that I'm no longer passionate about that. Yeah. I hope that's a long ways off because I still love it. Definitely. Yeah. And, you know, we, we all hope that that day will never come for, for you guys. Well, thank you. We want you to stay in business as long as possible. Um, let, let's talk about how the shop has evolved from the inception to today. What, what kind of uh, instances or, or things did you have to do to keep your shop open uh, as far as just the trading card world. You know, when we first opened our store, mm. the only thing we had was baseball cards. That's crazy. And no basketball, no football, no hockey. Yeah. We opened with a bunch of baseball cards. In my collection that I had, I started collecting in 1958, 59, mm-hmm. and, and had most of my cards. Uh, and we opened that store with what little savings we had and my collection and what cards we had obtained from the card shows. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, so we had to we had to evolve. We had to change. We, yeah. we it didn't take me very long to figure out. First of all, I had to learn about retail customer service. That yeah. was the first thing I had to learn because <laughs> yeah. you know I didn't come in out of that environment. Uh, the second thing was that we had to constantly give the customers what they wanted, and mm-hmm. we had, and that was hard to stay ahead of that. And yeah. it still is today, and it's yeah. even much harder today uh, because of the cost of the product. But uh, after the '94 strike hit. Uh, we were finding all kinds of, of stuff to bring in. I brought in, you know, we were carrying stuff that we don't, wouldn't even think about carrying today, but yeah. we carried memorabilia, you know, uh, plates and cups and <laughs> flags and yeah. pennants and anything that, that we could sell. And we just constantly changed. And, you know, of course, we started carrying all four sports. Uh, and then, then we got lucky. And it, this is a, it's almost a comical story. Yeah. One of my, Guys that had worked for me part-time, he came in one day and he said, Nick, how come you're not carrying this product? And I said, get that stuff out of my store. I'm not putting that in here. Yeah. He goes, your competition has it. I said, I don't care. This is a, this is a sports store. We yeah. carry sports stuff. And he yeah. goes, how about this? You let me leave some of these here on consignment, and by the end of the day, if you don't want them, I'll come and pick them up. Mm. And I said, okay. So he leaves him. About three hours go by, and I'm calling him up going, you got any more of those? <laughs> and as ridiculous as this sounds, it was Beanie Babies. Wow. <laughs> and, man, we went, we dove in with both feet, and it actually bridged the gap between those really hard times in the 90s. Uh, and it, we, it was a great business for two and a half years. It was just hot all across the country. Yeah. And so I have to admit that helped. And then we then followed by Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh! And uh, now we're just almost 99 percent just sports yeah. we just baseball football basketball and hockey but yeah. we had to make those trends we had to find new avenues of revenue to keep going yeah yeah uh, and it worked and, and and that's a the funny thing is that you know we we talked before we turned on the mics and said that you know we're we can be wrong you know and, and you're not afraid to say when you're wrong i mean we all hate when we we have to admit it but the people who survive uh, their successful businesses or, or, or whatever are the ones who admit defeat and figure out how to change it to continue their business. And you've admitted that there, there have been certain things that you, know, you could have done better or, or things like that, and you, you changed it. 
and it obviously worked out for the better. Oh, it's endless the mistakes that I've made yeah. and admit to <laughs> and admit to them. And there's, you know, uh, sometimes I'm my, I'm my own worst enemy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was hard just to start bringing in basketball. I'm going really. <laughs> We're gonna carry. We're gonna carry basketball cards. Are you kidding me? And now I look back on it, how stupid was I? Yeah. And and uh, uh, you know I've I've had that happen numerous times. There's certain things that uh, you know I I didn't want to do, mm-hmm. and then I remember what I teach my students: don't think for the target. Mm-hmm. Your job is to satisfy their needs and wants. Yeah. Don't think for them. Just give them what they want. And yeah. once I started incorporating that, it became a little easier. I still fought things. I, I will be the first to admit there's been numerous things that yeah. I didn't really want to do. Grading. <laughs> you know, everybody in Beckett that knows Nick yeah. knows Nick fought grading. And, and I did. I just didn't want to get into the. I'm an old card guy. I mm-hmm. love vintage sports cards. Mm-hmm. I like to feel them, smell them, look at them, hold them. Uh, and grading seemed to take some of that away. And I have I changed? Yes. <laughs> Was I wrong? Yes. <laughs> I admit that. Yeah. And we we're we're not real big in grading. We if the customer uh, wants graded cards, we've got graded cards for them. And yeah. so we try to carry a little bit of everything, yeah. graded and non graded, and uh, and you know I'm t- I bring cards over and get them graded now, and yeah. so. That was a I had, it was a learning experience. Yeah. I had to get over that hump, exactly. and I'm sure there'll be more in the future. Oh, of course. Uh, we were talking earlier about box breaks. You know, oh, yeah, I just breaks. haven't pulled the trigger on box yeah. breaks <laughs> uh, because we do have a certain uh, way that we run our store. Mm-hmm. We were talking. We don't sell anything online, and we don't buy anything uh, online to bring into our store. We don't buy yeah. boxes uh, from e. We would never do that. We don't do that at mm-hmm. all. We're a mom and pop. It's the environment kind of store. We have sports on two big screen TVs. The store's lit. It's it's. Uh, we've got we have a museum in our store. We've got stuff that's really cool, old stuff to come in look at. Parents bring their kids in. They're showing them, you know, a catcher's mitt from the twenties, or a, uh, we've got a catcher's mask from nineteen ten. Oh we've wow! Got, oh, it's just endless. We've got packs from the sixties. We got it's just all fun kind of stuff like that. <laughs> and so it's it is a fun place to come into. Yeah, I think the best compliment I ever got is I had a guy come in my store and he goes, you know, I don't collect, but I just want to buy something in here. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that great. means I'm doing we're doing our job. Exactly. And and I have to tell you though. Uh, my wife Debbie, I couldn't have done it without Debbie. She is, she's forgotten more about that stuff. This is the girl I took to a yeah. car show on our first date. <laughs> she buys all the new products. It's so funny. We'll have guys come in and say, uh, "Yeah, I was, I'm working in the back. I'm working on the newsletter or the mm-hmm. web page or whatever." And Debbie's out waiting on customers, and a guy will come in and say, "Yeah, is there a guy here that can help me?" She'll go, sure, just a second. She comes and gets me. I come out. Yeah, what can you tell me about that product? I I don't know, but Debbie can. (laughs) (laughs) Debbie can tell you. And and, uh, so she is a major, major part of Nick's and what we've accomplished. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, let's let's flash forward to today. You know, you kind of talked about online stuff like that there there's guys out there uh dave and adams blowout cards how how have you been able to not really compete with them but kind of exist in that same realm of of trading cards yeah you know that's a great question sometimes i wonder myself yeah uh and chris olds and i have this conversation a lot i love chris (laughs) olds yeah chris chris (laughs) i think has just always been amazed by the that question usually i think he's been more amazed when we have or we talk a lot and He'll go, you know, Nick, you don't sell anything online. How do you do it? Yeah. 
And I think we do it with our, our store environment and our atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if Dave and Adams or if Blowout is sixty nine ninety five a box, we're seventy nine ninety five mm-hmm. a box. No, we're not ninety nine ninety five. It's not that big of a spread. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, we we are more because we're brick and mortar. We have to charge sales tax. You know, we have to cross the T's and dot the I's. But at the end of the day, it's been worth it because our customers love coming in. You know, they love the environment meet, meeting with us. Some people come in to see Debbie. Some people come in to see me. Some people come in to see the puppies. They come yeah. in to play with the dogs. You know, yeah. it's a it's a mom and pop store, but yeah. it's the environment where you want to hang out. My favorite thing is to watch the kids in our store. You come in on a Saturday. It's you know it's just full, and yeah. and and there's kids in there with their moms and dads, and and uh, dads with daughters, and yeah. dads with sons, and it's in moms with with their kids, and they come in and they hang out and they go through, and they see the stuff on the wall, and they talk about it, and uh, but the quality of the kids, it's amazing. Yeah. They're all American. Mm. They're good. They're they're well mannered. Uh, it's fun to watch those kids. And now what I have been being open twenty five years, kids that grew up in our store mm-hmm. are now bringing in their kids. Exactly, it's great. Yeah, it really is. You it's know, the best part about yeah, it. Yeah, and that's that. You know, when we talked earlier, how you know I started as a kid, and now that I'm out of college, when you know I, I went through my college phase of, of of having fun, but with no money, so I couldn't you know buy a pack of cards. But now that I'm here at Beckett Media, and I have a little bit of disposable income you know I, I told you i'm i'm really getting that itch you know to come back and like you said it never goes away it doesn't it, once, once you have it yep. it's there forever it doesn't I, I the way i like to describe it and we hadn't been open very long and, yeah. and we're just up the street from pierce high school and pierce high schools were just one of the great high schools in, in the metroplex and, yeah and they came in and they're wanting us to advertise in in their football program mm-hmm. and i said you know and i'm a marketing guy marketing's my background and i said well why would i advertise in there i said i need to go over to the junior high and advertise they're going what are you talking about i said high school kids don't buy this stuff yeah they're going what do you mean and, and so I tell the story. I said, look, they start at seven and they quit around 14 or 15 years old. And we lose them to the three C's. We lose them to the cars, clothes and cuties. <laughs> After they're out of college, they're back because once it is inside you, once it's in your blood and boy, once they walk back in a card store. Oh, yeah. Just like you did. Yeah. You're back. Exactly. You know, you're exactly. Back. Now, let's uh, one final question. Uh, what's the future uh, what does it hold for Nick Sports Cards? Well, I, you know, I think we our future looks bright. Yeah, uh, because we are willing to change and mm-hmm. we are willing to do things different, and and we still have the passion. Yeah. Uh, I think a, a lot of stores closed over the years because they were collectors and not business people. And, you know, when you get to do something that you love, mm-hmm. it, it, no matter how hard you have to work at it, it's not really a job. Yeah. And sure, we go home and we're tired and it's retail and we have to deal yeah. with customers. <laughs> yeah, of course. And, and some of them, you know, you go home and go, really? Did, yeah. did that guy really say what he said? Yeah. So we have that. But I think I have two. I have. I'm excited about half of it, and I got some concerns about the other half. Mm-hmm. Uh, the concerns that I have, and I'm a I, I'm a free market capitalist. I believe in the free market enterprise system. Uh, in order to have that, you must have competition. Mm-hmm. And I'm really worried about one manufacturer per sport. Yeah, that's got me really concerned because it it, it has a it has a tendency to. It keeps you from being creative. It keeps you from being innovative. It keeps you from, uh, you know, 
being like raising the level. It, exactly right. Yeah. That's exactly, and I'm real concerned about that. Mm-hmm. With that said, uh, I'm real happy about new people coming coming back in that that like your age. You yep. know, you collected in the in the '90s, and now they're back, mm-hmm. and uh, and it's a whole different world in yeah, there now. It really is. You know, one of the best ways the uh, customer will come in and go, "Now, Nick, I collected in the late '80s, early '90s, and." Well, I'd like to, what, what should I buy? And one of the best way I, ways I know to get them to understand how it works is think of it this way. Tops, they manufacture baseball cards. They make three or four Chevrolets, three or four Lexuses, three or four Lamborghinis, three or four Rolls Royces, and a Learjet. Yeah. You know, and they're going, what? <laughs> and so I'll show them, here's Tops, here's their Chevrolet. Yeah. Here's their Lexus. And you get to the five-star, you know, and you're yeah. going, Oh my. $499. <laughs> what? You yeah. know, so it's kind of eye opening when you come back in for the first time. Yeah. But we're there. We answer their questions. We're there to help them. We, we really walk them through it. And I think that's the major part of it. Uh, we give, we really cater to the kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, we give them stuff for, for good grades. We give them grab bags for good grades. I have what's called good deed bags. Nice. And they have to sign up for, they before they can open that bag of cards, they have to agree to do a good deed do something nice for somebody else and just new innovative stuff like that uh the working we we, you know we change our marketing mix we change the shelving we change the stores Mm -hmm. uh it's the business has been around for a long time and it's going to be around for a long time to come it's just going to change yeah just like everything else and we have to change with it exactly well nick whenever you want to come on the show whether it be through phone or here in the office i would love to have you on and I would love to have you on more right now, but unfortunately, we got to cut it short. I understand. So thank you so much for coming on. Congratulations again, 25 great years. And let's hope for another 25, 50, 75. I'll say 100. It works for me. You never know. That's yeah. right. So thank you, sir. <laughs> no, thank you. All right. So awesome interviews by Nick and uh, Ben. And thanks for both of them for coming on the show uh, and taking a couple minutes of their time to just talk about uh, the initiatives first at Cards to Kids, which is an awesome charity. And like Ben said, if if you guys want to help and you are in the D.C. slash New Jersey area uh, to help volunteer to put cards into packs. And uh, if there are any places that are willing to accept these donations uh, for kids in need or anything like that, to just let them know, uh, their website's www.cards, the number two, kids.org. That's cards2kid.org. And he's on Twitter, at cards to kids uh, And, you know, that's how I got a hold of him. So he would be more than happy to talk to you guys on there. And really just thank you so much to Nick of Nick Sports Cards. He is uh, such a staple here in the Metroplex, like I said on the show earlier. And it's great to see someone with so much hobby history uh, continue to be successful and stand the test of time to where a lot of hobby shops just kind of went away. Uh, So thank you so much to Nick. And uh, here's to another 25 years uh, of success for them. So that about wraps it up for me. Thank you so much for listening to Beckett Radio. I had a lot of fun this week, and I hope you had a lot of fun listening. If you have any questions about our show, uh, just let me know, radio at Beckett.com, or hit us up on Twitter, at Beckett Radio, all one word. I would love to talk to you guys and uh, just hear what you have to say uh, about our show and how we can make it better. Uh, We're going to start to bring in more hobby shop owners to talk to them about the history of their shop 
you know, and things like that. And, you know, it should be another cool new little thing that we do here on Beckett Radio. Now, we still do have three winners from our uh, last show uh, last week. We were giving away packs of 2014 Tops football and some shirts from Panini. Now, three of them, like I said, have been unclaimed. We do have one that was claimed, so special shout-out to, to Nate uh, Baustad. I hope I said that name correctly. We still got three guys, so if I, if I don't hear back from you three, uh, you have to listen to our show to find out if you won. Uh, if you didn't, uh, then I'm sorry, but uh, we'll, we'll put those prizes back into the prize database and we'll, we'll schedule another giveaway to be given out at a later date. But uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening to our show. I hope you guys are enjoying the podcast. If you want to get uh, podcasts put on your phone, all you got to do is download the free podcasting app on your iPhone or Android, and then just search Beckett Radio, and you'll get automatic downloads of each show as they are posted straight to your phone. You'll get a notification when they're up, so you know exactly when to check them out. And all you got to do is press play. You just go to the app and press play. You don't have have to go to no website you don't have to check becca.com slash radio for when it's going to be posted anything like that but if you do want to get podcasting that's how you do it now if you don't want to do podcasting just keep coming to uh, check out becca.com slash radio we got a lot of cool stuff on there there's a, a some really cool interesting things that you can do you can suggest a topic so if you have a topic in mind and you're trying to get a hold of me and, and i'm not answering on on twitter or, uh, or in an email, just hit that suggest topic button and, and you'll be able to uh, pretty much put any type of topic in there. So let me know if you want, uh, if you want to talk about anything. Uh, I love having collectors on the show, so we'll have that going here soon. Next week, we're going to have Mr. Josh Cade, a.k.a. Cardfather X. He's a good friend of the show. We're going to have him on the show again live in studio just to talk about updates and case breaking. Uh, and, and he's got a couple cool things that he wants to talk about. So we'll have him on the show as well as Ivan Lovegren. I hope I said that. First of all, guys, I just want to say I'm horrible at last names. And if I haven't met you or talked to you in person, uh, I don't know your last name, and I feel horrible when I botch it because my last name, a lot of people botch mine. So uh, I, I, <laughs> I really do apologize for that. But we're going to have Ivan on. He is the creator of the web series of The Breaks. Now, if you haven't seen this web series, uh, first of all, shame on you because it's hilarious. It's all about the life of a collector uh, and kind of the certain problems and events that he runs into on a daily basis with the real world life. Uh, it started out pretty much with his girlfriend, uh, how he wants to uh, set up dates and and how he just wouldn't give up his time for trading cards for her. It's just really funny because uh, more often than not, you will relate to something that he does or says. And it's just really, uh, it's just a comedic relief from everyday life to be like, that's, that's, I do that, you know? Uh, so we're going to have him on the show just to talk and see uh, how he came up with it, with the idea of doing a show like this and uh, where the future of the breaks will continue to go. So that'll be a lot of fun. So we'll have Ivan and Josh on uh, next week. So definitely stay tuned for that. That officially wraps it up for the day. Thank 
thank you guys so much for listening to Beckett Radio. Check us out with Beckett Auctions. They have an auction going on right now. It's going on until September. Some really cool items up for auction. A lot of great cards that are graded. Vintage baseball, some Michael Jordan memorabilia, uh, tons of stuff. So check it out, auctions.beckett.com. It's really cool, Uh, and that ends on Sunday. So uh, before I start talking about something else, I'm going to cut it off. So thank you guys so much for listening to Beckett Radio. Like I said, I'm your host, Derek Ficken. Thanks for listening. We'll see you guys later. Have a good one.